Crystal, your resident wino. <laughs> Fun fact, she's actually drinking wine every time we do this, and that is a real pour <laughs> in real life. It is. It <laughs> is. And actually, um, I don't always tell you what I'm drinking, but tonight I am because I found the perfect one because we're talking about sea creatures, and this yes. one, it's called Storm Point. And as you know, I choose wine based off of the label because I'm such a connoisseur. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got like, I don't know, who is it? A Poseidon? Who who is it with the? That's not Poseidon. Who does the? Triton. No, the the lightning bolts. The lightning bolts. Sure. Okay. It's got him in the clouds, and then there's like below, um, the water is swirling, and there's mm-hmm. boats and. The ships are turning over, and there's barrels floating in the water. It's just chaos, and it's awesome. <laughs> I approve of that wonderful, wonderful <laughs> wine label. <laughs> Which approved. <laughs> <laughs> um, like Crystal said, we're talking about sea creatures, and the sea creature that I'm going to be talking about is mermaids. Hi. I love me a good mermaid story. I I'm honestly... I love mermaids. I'm obsessed with mermaids. Like I've painted myself and my husband and my son all in mermaid form. I have mermaid decorations and statues in my house. Oh my god, um, what do I have to do to get painted as a mermaid? Just ask me, girl. Hey, um paint me like one of your mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so mermaids have always been a fascination for me and of course I was that girl who would play mermaids when you're in the swimming pool and like yeah. Swim like a mermaid. I mean, who hasn't done that? That's the best. I didn't even mm-hmm. really learn. Well, maybe I knew before and I just forgot, but I wanted to be a mermaid so bad. I would swim like, you know, with your legs together, like a fish mm-hmm. up and down <laughs> mm-hmm. so long that I think I still do that. And it's hard for me to do it any other way. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh Crystal, do you yes. believe that mermaids are real? Um, I'm back and forth on it, but I definitely believe it's possible. I don't believe they're all, like, beautiful and, you know, flowing hair, like a whatever. If they're out there, they're fishy and funky. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like that same sort of concept that, like, oh, we have not explored, like, the universe barely, like, at all, obviously. Yes. And so there's got to be life on other planets just because so much of it is unexplored. It's kind of that same concept. Like, we've only discovered a small percentage of our oceans. So, you know, that I'm huge sorry. percent, and we have it's, no idea. It's so great that you said that because I'm going to touch on that as well. Oh, okay. Nice and nice. <laughs> and most recently, I didn't know this, though I probably should have, but my son, who is eight years old, by the way, told me that... 
certain fish, they have to live in their zone. So if they are trying to go out of their zone in the ocean, then they like drown or die. Like they, they have what? to stay within their zone. Yeah. So like say if there were mer creatures like way down deep, 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 we would probably never see them unless we have technology to go down into that zone because it's not like they're going to leave their zone. Yes. You know? What if like in the deepest, deepest part of the oceans that we have not even explored yet, what if there are entire cities of these mer creatures? That would be so cool. It would be so awesome. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, I'll get started with the myths, the myths of the mermaids, right? So where did these myths start showing up? Um, well, I'm glad you asked. Just kidding. <laughs> hey, um, Miranda, wait. Mm. Uh, before you get started, where did these mm. myths start? <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Um, so there's tons of myths about mermaids and they seem to have originated from like various ancient cultures like Assyrian culture, Greek culture, and Roman culture as well. Which <laughs> and makes you wonder if all of those cultures are thinking the same thing. It's got to have yeah. some kind of truth to it. Something, yeah. Because all of these, they had stories that were half human, half fish, and they were often associated with the sea. So it's kind of like the same thing as dragons, you know. Many cultures had um, their own version of dragons, but they were all describing the same thing. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, so I'm going to... Uh, excuse me. <laughs> I'm going to burp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry. I feel like um, I should keep that in there, because that was just... <laughs> <laughs> right on the money. Um, whatever, whatever. If it may, if it sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> but I'll get into this. And I'm so sorry. I'm probably going to butcher some of these names. So if any listeners know the actual pronunciation of these names, don't be a dick. Not, okay. Yeah. She's no, trying. I would not take offense to like you know. Just tell me in a nice phonetic spelling via email. Yeah. Anyway, but don't be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah. Don't be mean. <laughs> Um, so one of the earliest accounts of mermaids comes from ancient Assyria, which is pretty much like modern day Syria. Um, these stories had a goddess named, okay, again, here's going to be the first one I bite butcher. Um, a Targadis, god, a goddess named a Targadis. And she was depicted with the lower half of a fish. So the legend goes that... This goddess fell in love with a human shepherd and they conceived a daughter. Mind you, this was around 1000 BC. This legend comes from, okay? So this daughter was known as the legendary Syrian queen Semiramis. <laughs> However, the goddess soon threw herself into the lake and some speculate that it was because her lover, that shepherd, he did not survive the divine lovemaking. Oh, um, what were they doing? Oh. <laughs> um, they, however, the gods, they oh, were taking sorry, part God. in that ritual ritual that you guys used to. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. What was that called again? Um, Beltane, maybe? Yes. Is that what you're talking Beltane. about? Beltane. Okay. <laughs> so the gods, they didn't want her to give up her beauty, so they kind of made it to where her lower half was the only thing that was able to turn into a fish, and she kept her 
she kept her beautiful um, upper half. And interestingly, archaeologists have even found her likeness or like her figure in temples. They found it like in statues, of course, and coins. Again, from 1000 BC, this was this legend. So in Greek mythology, there were stories of sirens who would lure sailors to the deaths and they use their enchanting voices. Um, yes. But did you know that sirens were actually originally depicted as half <gasps> bird and half human? Oh my God, girl, I was going to tell you that today. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, because I started researching for this mm -hmm. and I was like, hold the phone. Yeah. I mean, I could go on the fact that, like, yeah, they're kind of sea creatures. They live the sea creatures. They live by the sea. Yeah. Blah, blah. They. But no, I was like, Miranda, guess what? Like, <laughs> you always know. You're always on the same page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, I am obsessed with mermaids. So, like, that is a fact that I found out a while ago. You know. Yeah. Because people would, people often use mermaid and siren as like synonyms for mm -hmm. each other when they're or, actually quite different or just slightly different like one is e more evil or something you know yeah i mean honestly yeah so mermaids their um like moral compass is more like um, ambiguous whereas mm -hmm. sirens are depicted as creatures who intentionally hurt others like they intentionally lure people out to their deaths whereas mermaids you know they're like Depicted as kind of like humans, like us. They they could mm -hmm. be good, they could be bad. That sort of thing. Which is, you know, everything. There's good and bad yeah. in everything. That's true. And the idea of mermaids as we know them today, that actually became popular in medieval Europe. And that's because sailors reported seeing mermaids during the voyages all the time. And these sightings were often attributed to probably the imagination of sailors and longing for companionship when they were all along the sea. There's tons of like sailors, even up until like, you know, even Christopher Columbus claimed that he saw a mermaid, but a lot of people think no that way. it was, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are like, nah fam, that was not a, a mermaid. That was a, what was it, a, a manatee? And he's like, yeah, dude, say? yeah, she had boobs. <laughs> yeah um i discovered them <laughs> mm -hmm. like he discovered india but anyway that's a whole nother thing exactly. um but yeah so i think mermaids are weird i mean i'd like to think so and maybe like what crystal said not exactly how we depict them as these beautiful women but who knows because i do have some mermaid sightings that i want to talk about and the first one I'm going to really talk about is um, from the pirate Blackbeard. Now, there were a ton of, um, like, historical sightings that were even before Blackbeard, like, tons and tons. But I just, um, because of the lack of, like, sufficient evidences, you know, I was just like, I'm just going to start with Blackbeard and go on. But, you know, I talked about Blackbeard when we did the New Orleans episode. So sure the very same Blackbeard as that one. <laughs> so, all right, so Blackbeard, and, you know, just in case you forgot, or if I didn't tell you, I don't know, but his name, his real name was Edward Teach, and he was a notorious pirate who sailed the seas, obviously. Anyway, during the early 18th century, <laughs> One of the most famous stories associated with Blackbeard is his supposed sightings of mermaids. And he documented those sightings in his logbook. I had no um, idea about that. Yeah. According to some accounts, though, Blackbeard, 
According to some accounts, Blackbeard's logbook included a description of the mermaids that he's seen, that his crew had, um, they encountered these mermaids sailing off the coast of uh, Honduras in 1717. So the logbook also described the creatures having large eyes, flowing hair, and scaly tails, and claimed that they were not as pretty as they're depicted in drawings. Hmm. It was also reported that Blackbeard would instruct his crew not to sail in certain parts of the sea because he knew those parts were populated by mermaids and he did not want to get mixed up with that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, something's fishy with them. <laughs> yeah. um, it is worth noting, however, that there is some debate among historians about the authenticity of his logbook, though. Um, because some of them think that it was actually, that it could have been written by him or that someone else wrote in his logbook after his death. And some have suggested that the mention of mermaids may have, like, been added because they wanted to do um, embellishment and get more, I guess, bang for the buck for discovering Blackbeard's logbook. But who knows? Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. I just thought it was an interesting one because it tied to a New Orleans episode we did and I wanted to include it. I like to think <laughs> it's true. Um, that being said, the idea of mermaids was certainly popular among sailors during this time period when Blackbeard was active. And many sailors believed in the existence of these creatures and they did report sightings of them, like many of them. Which may have been encounters with manatees or sea cows or other marine or animals. Aliens. Get, who knows? Or aliens. But who knows? Who knows? So whether or not Blackbird actually saw mermaids, the story has definitely become part of um, like pirate lore, and it continues to capture all of our imaginations. I mean, I'd honestly love to just I I just hope it yeah cross my fingers. <laughs> um. So I'm going to speed up time a little bit. Here are some reports of mermaid sightings in 1943 by Japanese soldiers uh, at the Nikai. Yep, 1943. Wow, by, okay. Yeah, by Japanese soldiers in the Kai Islands during World War II. So according to all of these accounts, several soldiers that were stationed and the island of New Guinea uh, reported seeing groups of mermaids swimming near the shore all the time. And they described the mermaids as having, like, obviously the upper body of a woman, the lower body of a fish. And this creature had long hair and scales covering their tail. Um, interesting thing about these mermaids were that they did not have one single tail. Um, instead, they were described as having two tails and Which um, there long are arms. Which there, well, I don't know about the long arms, but there are photographs with some mm -hmm. having two tails or fins coming off of a tail. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah. I think they called those like a millicede or something. I'm not sure. I, I didn't look into that one. These were military men? Mm hmm. So, like, what would, what purpose would they have to lie about some, something like that? Like, if anything, yeah. that would be something that they would be that would be very difficult for them to confess to seeing mm -hmm. in the military. But it was a, it was a lot of them. Like the, the short, like the, the place that they occupied was like 555 square miles. 
Okay, 555 square miles and all through the out that land that they occupied along the coast, soldiers reported sightings of the same thing. So even soldiers that they didn't have any communication with in one area, they would say, oh, my gosh, I saw this exact same thing. Oh, they also said that the these mermaids, they had um, like light pink skin. And were 150 centimeters tall with spikes. So 150 centimeters, I don't think is that tall. So 59 inches to feet. So four feet, 11 inches. So that they were pretty short Wait, compared to 159 centimeters. Um, 150 centimeters. Oh, 150. Mhm. So that's barely. It's not even five feet tall. Um, these. Mm-hmm. Mermaids also had spikes all along their spine and shoulders and neck. So, like I said, there was tons of soldiers stationed in that 555 square mile area. And they said that they saw them all the time. So it's not Mm -hmm. like they just had a moment of a hallucination or something like that. Yeah, because, like, they all describe the same thing. That's what I'm saying. It's really neat. So... One of the most uh, memorable sightings, and I quote um, from this article, quote, a troop of soldiers came to a natural lagoon after leisurely exploring in the land. The lagoon seemed normal until they saw thrashing in the water, unquote. So pretty much a mermaid came out of the water and landed on a nearby rock. Uh, the soldier said that they it let out like a like a weird gurgling noise. And they're like, peace out, I'm leaving. So, yeah, they were scared. <laughs> there were other also, there were, but that, there were also other reports of like that same creature as described, like chasing some of their boats or like um, swimming after them really fast. Maybe there was just like, I mean, if I'm playing devil's advocate, maybe it was like a, like a weird squid or a shark that's mutated. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, or a mermaid, or a mermaid. Okay, I only have a couple more. <laughs> more recently. It's in super, 19... super interesting. I'm super yeah. <laughs> um, excited about your, your stories. Thanks. It was really, it was really fun researching this, too. Um, so more recently, in 1967, there was a mermaid sighting near Maine Island. Um, and that's M-A-Y-N-E, island, where a fairy full of tourists all saw a beautiful mermaid, and they said that she had blonde hair. Um, they also said that she was eating a, a raw salmon, what it looked like, and she was just hanging out on the shore, enjoying the, the waves lapping up against her. Um, there was also a similar sighting in that area um, within the same week, Wait, but no one really... Hmm? Are there salmon... In salt water? That's a dumb well, there are question. Fresh, yeah, there are freshwater mermaids too. I mean, that might be a dumb question, but I have no idea if I'm being honest. I'm going to cut that salmon out. salmon freshwater? I feel like that's dumb. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah. Salmon fresh or salt water. Salmon are andromedous. Which means they are born in freshwater, freshwater headwaters, and then migrate to the sea and then return to freshwater. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So it's not such a dumb question. Hmm. 
That's really cool. I learned something new about salmon today. Okay, might not cut that out then. Hey, someone else <laughs> out there is just as dumb as me. <laughs> um, yeah, so there was also a similar sighting later that week around the same area, but nobody really believed them, of course. Like, <laughs> Mr. Frank over here is saying that he saw a mermaid, whatever. <laughs> That was somebody <laughs> broke off into the water. Mr. Frank. <laughs> um, that's just the name I popped up with because I'm watching <laughs> Shameless right now. So. Yes. Uh, anyway, so there was this um, man named Charles White, and he was from the Undersea Gardens. And he was super desperate to prove the existence. And he even offered $25,000 as a reward for, like, a mermaid's capture. And That's a lot of money was, back then. I know. 1967, yeah. So even going so far as saying that he would offer a room for the mermaid <laughs> with whatever she <laughs> likes, I'm, I'm pretty sure she'd want to, like, stay home and not be captured. I mean, oh, I'm on. sure he offered her a room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but obviously nobody was able to capture or find a mermaid, and then as time passed, like, the story was one of – it was just buried amongst um, uh, amongst all the other stories. So – even more recent is a sighting that took place in 1998 near the biggest island in Hawaii, and 10 people on a boat claimed to have seen a young woman swimming with dolphins. You know how dolphins, like, hang out in pods? Um, they're like, oh, wow, how cool. But then they noticed that this woman was keeping up with the dolphins, and, like, she wasn't holding on to the dolphins, like, their fins, you know? That's and she was all normal. by herself. Yeah, so it's not like it was a like a tour, like, oh, let's go swim with dolphins or whatever, and she wasn't holding on to the fins. Like, she was catching up with them, and they're like, oh, wow. All the people were like, what is going on? This is so cool. And then, eventually, they saw her jump out of the water twice, and it revealed that she had a fishtail. And everyone was, like, like stunned, obviously. These ten people were, like, In looking 98. at her. 98. Yeah. They're oh, like, did you wow. guys see that? um so you know she swims away they continue on their little boating trip and there um there's a few people doing their dives i think there might have been like six divers in the um in the water at this point just like taking pictures of the marine life or just diving because it's fun um please tell me they got a picture (laughs) i'm getting there (gasps) so after some time a videographer by the name of jeff leecher um, he went into the water to take pictures of marine life nearby, and then he felt something brush against him as it swam away, and he realized it was the mermaid. <gasps> so he was, he just started pointing and snapping photos, like everything he get. And yeah, he got a good photo. No, he got a good photo. Yeah, of a silhouette of the mermaid. You do you have and it? Then, Can we post it? Do we have it? Yeah, we'll we'll post it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> so what's even crazier about this story and that image that he took? It was evaluated by three high-profile photography labs, and they all concluded, all of them, that the image was real and it hadn't been tampered with. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's not to say these group of people are like, oh, let's, you know, fake a a mermaid sighting, and then they crafted their own mermaid tail or whatever. They probably didn't even know each other. (sighs) I mean, who knows? They were, like, on an excursion, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was like, that one is so, so stinking cool, you know? My mind um, is blown. 
I know. And of course, like we've, I'm sure you've heard of um, like the tools that are found a lot. No. Like, why are there these kind of tools and things no. that proof of mermaids? No. Oh, well, I don't have details on that. It's just things that I, I well, know. Damn from it. Watching. Do you, do you <laughs> remember? Do you remember any of the tools that were found? They're just like, you know, maybe hunting tools, I think, or other sort of. Like shivs, like prison shanks. Yes. <laughs> but like with, much. but see. with ocean rocks <laughs> okay let me i google mermaid tools found they have like shark teeth necklaces and prison chains <laughs> maybe <laughs> one of the things i also want to mention is there was a documentary that i think the discovery channel um produced years ago about um, like, oh my gosh, mermaids exist sort of thing. And of course, a bunch of people believed it because it was a documentary style and filmed by like Discovery Channel. Like I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Discovery Channel, but I'm pretty sure they were like, oh yeah, this was just like a spoof. It totally wasn't real oh. sort of thing. They probably filmed it and then found out mm. it was bullshit and then tried to cover their asses. Yeah. But I um, don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. But I again, I can't even remember if it was the Discovery. Oh no, I think it was Animal Planet, not Discovery Channel. I think it was Animal Planet. Um, well, it was somebody. So nobody yeah. out there get mad at us because we really don't know who did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I have, and super fun. Let's see. I, I can't wait to hear what you have. Well, <laughs> I went on my own little adventure. So I almost didn't make the time for this. So we almost um, had to record tomorrow or some other time because I, too, was going to do mermaids because I started out with sirens and I realized they're bird people, so they don't actually fit the mold. And then you said you're doing mermaids. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go another route. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. So I started researching something else you'll know in a minute and I went to go pick up my girls from school or I was about to go anyways and I got a message from their teacher saying that they were going into shelter because of a tornado <clears throat> tornado warning we had and that's frightening so yeah my heart was like oh god I can't even be there with them so I thought well I'll just go pick them up anyways and she texted and said, um, I actually used to sub for her, so I have her phone number and everything. And she messaged me and told me that they were going into shelter, and if I wanted to, I could pick them up at the office. Um, but if the sirens went off, then they would not be able to, to leave. You know, obviously, you don't mm -hmm. want to be outside if there's a tornado. So my husband and I got in the car to go get them. And we got down the road from our house, and the sirens went off. Oh. So we did a U-turn real quick and went home, and I got in the closet with the animals and everything and waited a little while until it calmed down and the sirens stopped, and I went to pick them up. <laughs> I got them, and so we start heading towards my hometown to take them to their Mimi's house for the night. We're on the way there. We probably have about 10, 15 minutes left to go, probably 10 minutes left to go. I get an alert, a siren going off on my phone 
saying there's another warning, but now for where I, I was at at that time. <laughs> so another another tornado, but in this town that I am now at. And we're in the car. And my dad's house is very close by. So we, I, I call him and make sure he's home. And I, you know, make the next turn and get to his house as fast as I could because he has an underground shelter for tornadoes. So we went there and got in the shelter and it got pretty crazy. The shelter's on the back patio, like, um, in the sunroom. So you could see outside and it got crazy crazy so we closed the shelter and sat in there a while that was an adventure (laughs) and then everything calmed down and we were good so I almost didn't even make it home in time to do this but here I am it is scary another time no everything is fine we're fine our home is fine um unfortunately a lot of um damage was done around the Little Rock area I'm not sure if there are other places damaged, but um, I work there. I have friends there and coworkers, and I've heard a lot of, I've heard about a lot of damage. So um, I am, my heart goes out to those people. Yeah. It's very hard, but um, all right. But I did make it. Here I am. And here's my story. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get this crack a lacking. For tonight's topic of sea creatures, I'll be talking about, you guessed it, the Kraken. <laughs> the Kraken. <Yes. laughs> um, the myth of this creature originates in Scandinavian folklore with tales depicting a massive tentacled beast destroying ships and pulling sailors to the depths below. I just imagine this beast sounding like Fat Bastard from Austin Powers. He's <laughs> dragging a sailor down with his tentacles and saying, Get in my belly! <laughs> Get in my belly! Yep. Yes. <laughs> this gigantic beast was written into many famous stories, such as in Homer's poem Odyssey from around 762 BCE, and 20 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne in 1870. As men would tell these tales throughout their travels, these large squid were said to attack sailors. Some land lovers would see these creatures as partially digested remains of squid would wash onto the shores. In Norway, it was thought that the washed-up specimens were messages from God or the devil, The creatures were sometimes called sea devils or sea monks. John Ablett of the UK's Natural History Museum said, quote, These things happened separately, and people around the world came up with similar answers and mythologies, end quote. So is this colossal creature simply a myth? In a time when cross-continental communication was done by way of ship and not internet, How could so many cultures come up with the same tales? Could there be some truth to it? According to... Yes? I was going to say something. Um, Are you going to talk about the um, one video that showed like a giant squid? Like briefly? Maybe. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Carry on. Carry on. (laughs) 
according to Charles Q. Choi in his article entitled, What's the Largest Squid in the World? on LiveScience.com, there are two contenders for the world's largest squid, one by length, the other by weight. The giant squid is the longest squid, and the colossal squid is the heaviest. The giant squid found in every ocean is estimated to reach up to 40 to 45 feet. That's 12 to 14 meters long from the tip of its body to the tip of its tentacles. Though there have been claims, uh, there have been claimed sightings of giant squid up to 66 feet long, 20 meters. The giant squid weighs about 600 pounds, 270 kilograms. The colossal, 600. yeah, 600 pounds. Whereas the colossal squid, which lives in Antarctic waters, but may venture as far north as New Zealand, is estimated to reach about 30 to 33 feet, 9 to 10 meters long, and weighs at a thousand pounds oh or 450 kilograms like i would oh like just thinking no wonder some people have the fear of like what's in the ocean mm -hmm. you know what i mean like because that's never been one of my things like oh what's under me but that like dude mm -hmm. just thinking about yeah. a thousand pound creature yeah which likely makes the colossal squid the most massive invertebrate on the planet <laughs> i'm kidding Giant squid and colossal squid have the largest eyes of any living animal, and possibly the largest eyes that ever existed in the animal kingdom. Just their freaking eyeballs, according to the Museum of New Zealand. They measure about 11 inches, which is 27 centimeters wide, about the size of a soccer ball, is just an eyeball. And it's that's just an eyeball. Yeah, from a 2012 study in the journal Current Biology. Oh my god, so it's really freaky deaky. But I'm like, I'm just sitting here trying to really think <laughs> right? about it. It's freaky, freaky deaky. <laughs> <laughs> Each colossal squid eye is equipped with a light emitting organ known as a photophore. Colossal squid use these photophores like headlights to see in the dark, which is creepy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Giant squid do not have photophores. The colossal squid also has the largest beak of any squid. The squid uses its beak to slice a meal before it enters its mouth. Then it uses its tooth-covered tongue to further shred its prey tooth covered tongue yep how do these things reproduce <laughs> <laughs> both huge squid species eat fish and other squid they sound pretty monstrous to me i mean they're huge with long slimy arms that have suction cups to grab and pull you in it chops you up into pieces and it uses its tooth covered tongue to shred you Mm -hmm. Oh, and did you catch the part about it being a cannibal? They'll <laughs> <laughs> eat other people, other squids too. Right? <sighs> These creatures are so large that once it reaches adulthood, its only regular predator is the sperm whale. Colossal squid might form as much as 
77% of a sperm whale's diet, according to the Museum of New Zealand. Interesting. Thank you, sperm whales. (laughs) Right? In an article on mensxp.com entitled, Wait a Minute, the Sea Monster is Real? (laughs) By Sadika Sagal. The, um... Siddiqua Sagal says that the myth dates back to, quote, Norwegian history in 1755, where Danish historian Eric Pontopidon hmm, described the kraken as, quote, round, flat, and full of arms or branches, end quote. In Eric's account, the back of the sea monster had a circumference of about a mile and a half what and it would emerge from the deepest corners of the sea from various points at last several bright points or horns appear which grow thicker and thicker the higher they rise above the surface of the water and sometimes they stand up as high and as large as the masts of middle-sized vessels oh my god yeah Eric isn't the only one who has witnessed such events. Over the years, many fishermen and even Navy officials have had similar experiences, as um, you talked about the military men having experiences with mermaids. Mm -hmm. So if these creatures exist, why is it we don't see them as often as, say, a shark or a whale? According to the Smithsonian, it's because the the ocean is so vast and the squid live so deep, these sea monsters are rarely seen. The first, that makes sense. Yes. The first photo of an enormous squid was taken in 1874 when Reverend Moses Harvey of Newfoundland captured a picture of a dead giant squid from a fisherman who caught it by accident, according to the Smithsonian. If these these creatures are so rarely seen, how do we know these details about them? What little we know of giant and colossal squid mostly comes from remains discovered floating on the ocean surface or washed up on beaches or within sperm whale's stomachs. So no one had ever seen an intact colossal squid until 2003. So they're out there. (laughs) (laughs) Scientifically enough. Yes. Scientists did not manage to capture a photo of the adult giant squid in its natural habitat till 2004. And the first video footage of an adult giant squid in the wild was not taken until 2012. Was that the video you were talking about? I, I think, I mean, I don't know the year, but it might be where it's like, I mean, you could post a video too. And then if you're able to find it. If you look in the description of this episode, you'll find our sources, and that video is is in probably actually a couple of those sources. If you click on it, it's embedded in there, in those um, articles. An article entitled, Incredible Video Reveals Elusive Giant Squid Filmed in U.S. Waters for the First Time by Katie Evans on IFLScience.com tells us about the footage from 2012 
where a juvenile giant squid was spotted in the Gulf of Mexico. <clears throat> so it was even just a baby that they found, and it was still and so it was big. Huge, yeah. <clears throat> Goodness. <clears throat> Gotta wet my whistle. <laughs> okay. Um. It was the first time these creatures were spotted in U.S. waters. For those of you out there that read into things a little more than you should, like me, perhaps <laughs> these creatures aren't meant to be found. Perhaps there is some force out there keeping us from finding out more about them. Or perhaps the people that caught this video were just very unlucky. <laughs> you see... The moment these researchers caught this video footage, before it could be backed up to a server, their boat was struck by lightning. Oh my god. <laughs> of course it was. All of their electronics were fried. All but one, that is. One researcher's laptop was the only one still kicking, and it contained the footage. Yes. So it is out there. And uh, strangely enough, after that lightning strike and they realized they still had the footage on one laptop that didn't get ruined, they found um, like a water tornado out there in the water that they had to divert around. Something was really trying to get them to not make it home. <laughs> right? <laughs> what? That's so, crazy. It is. Or maybe they were just unlucky. <laughs> I mean, did it happen a third time? Because what is that saying? Two's a coincidence, three is a pattern. Was there a third time? It makes me wonder. <laughs> <laughs> they had indeed caught a giant squid. Not a colossal one, but a giant one. Around mm. 3 to 3.7 meters, so 10 to 12 feet long. Most likely a juvenile. So this 12-foot-long baby... Is just a baby. That's crazy. Out of the darkness, you see tentacles suddenly move swiftly towards the camera and wrap themselves around the lure. Though it is incredibly exciting that footage of a giant squid was caught, I would be more excited to see the colossal squid. The mm -hmm. colossal squid is the largest in the ocean, as far as we know. <laughs> and we know even less about it than the giant squid. Evans writes, quote, It is likely the colossal squid is what gave rise to the mythical kraken, often erroneously linked to Greek mythology, which was referred to in the ancient Norse sagas and was said to live in the waters of Norway and Greenland. Cetus, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, Cetus, the sea monster, Perseus slew in Greek mythology would have been a shark, whale, or, sea or a sea monster, and was never thought as a giant squid or kraken, even if modern movies determined to mix up their mythologies. Hmm. However, I dare to say that there could possibly be larger squid in the depths of the ocean, according Probably. to absolutely, according to the National Oceanic and atmospheric administration. Currently, less than 10% of the global ocean is mapped using modern sonar technology, end quote. You said that same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, okay. 
considering how much ocean is out there, what we know about it is next to nothing. It's almost deadly squat, y'all. <laughs> I have little doubt in my mind that something much larger is lurking in those waters. We yeah. have only yet to find it. And there's even still, like, speculation that there's still megalodons living out there. Right. You know? And on April 9th, 2016, a Google Earth image was taken of a questionable creature in the ocean. And I'll post the photo as well as a size comparison photo of the squid to our Facebook page, Wichinen Winen. The creature's form was similar to a squid. And when a measuring tool was used, it was found to be 30 millimeters or 100 feet long. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> now we get into conspiracy theories. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love them. <laughs> mm -hmm. This massive creature or object in the picture taken by Google Earth is questionable. Some believe it looks to be material made and even possibly a UFO emerging oh. from the water. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> so they think it's a UFO before they think it's a giant screen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. But eh, who knows? You want another conspiracy? <laughs> Go ahead. Hit me. In 2021. Yes, 2021. The U.S. Navy set off a massive explosion by detonating a 40,000-pound blast in the Atlantic Ocean. And Sadika Siegel from mensxp.com states, quote, It was said that the explosion was carried out as a full-shock hip trial to determine whether its newest aircraft carrier, the USS Gerald Ford, is ready for war. However... Many were led to believe that it was just a cover-up and that the actual intent of the blast was to tackle an underwater creature that could have just wreaked havoc on us. These... I think I remember hearing about that. Really? Yeah. Well, these conspiracies might be far-reaching, but I don't think it's reaching far to think there are more creatures out there that we have yet to discover. Perhaps a much larger squid, for example. Perhaps the Kraken. <laughs> <laughs> and that is my story-ish. Story-ish? It's kind yeah. of a story. No, more information about, like, spooky sea creatures. I had to throw, oh. like, real information in there to, like... <laughs> drive home the point man yeah <laughs> oh and there's probably so i mean not probably there are so many more legends and yes, sightings and everything yes, to do yes. with um the ocean even lakes of course we all know the loch ness monster and that's definitely not an ocean you know what's kind of funny about the loch ness monster um i totally believe in it <laughs> so um i don't know if you've ever seen or heard of outlander Yes. Um, okay, so I've read the books, no joke, like four times each, okay? <laughs> and of course, I've watched the show, um, but what, so what they you, didn't... you kind of like it. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm obsessed, I'm obsessed. But, but 
side note, Diana Gavaldon, or Gabaldon, I don't know mm-hmm. how she pronounces her name, she has such a romantic relationship with words. It's beautiful. But so, getting back to what I'm saying about the um, Loch Ness Monster, hopefully you guys know the premise of the show is like this um, woman from, you know, the World War II era, she touches um, some stone, like some standing stones, like a circle of standing stones, and is transported um, back in time. Um, so, you know, they're, Claire is on a little, like, a trip. I think this is a trip whenever they're taking to collect the rents in, I think, the first book. And they're sitting and taking a break by a lake. And she's by the water by herself because nobody likes her because she's a Sassanac, you know, an English one. Um, and a creature comes out of the water, and it's the freaking Loch Ness Monster. And then, of course, some soldiers see her interacting with it. But And then the um, creature goes down into the water again and Claire's theory is that um there's a circle of standing stones at the bottom of the lock or of the lake and the and it's just a time traveling dinosaur (laughs) you know what that's kind of genius (laughs) I know I was like that's a that's a funny a funny thing like you know little tidbit obviously like that is why it has not been found because it just travels back and forth I know. It's a time-traveling friggin' dinosaur. He only pops in because he wants, like, to snack on our new age fish. <laughs> Maybe. He's like, I'm going to get yeah. some of that good good. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, if you haven't seen Outlander or um, read the books, I highly recommend doing both. Well, now I'm going to. Yeah, you should. And if you're an audiobook person, yep. the narrator that that does that does the audiobook version, her name is Davina Porter, and oh my god, she is amazing. Like seriously, you think it's multiple people talking, but it's so, actually just her. Have you read the book and listened yes. to the book? Yes. And watched the book. Yes. <laughs> you want all of your senses. You want to experience it with all, all of, it. of your senses. Yes. I would I would literally listen to a dictionary read by Davina Porter. Nice. Okay. Like she's an amazing audiobook narrator. So Such after an I amazing one. finished the series that I just started, because it was one credit, one audible credit for a ten book series, I was like, oh, wow. uh, yeah, gonna do that, and it's about mm-hmm. witches. <laughs> um, what, what series? It is. Let me tell you right now. Um, it's the Torrent Witches box set, and it's by Tess Lake, and I really like it. It's not like the best writing of all time, but it's not mm-hmm. it's not bad at all. It's fun and funny, and I really like it. I'm enjoying it. I think I'm on the I'm on the second book right now. Mm-hmm. But there's ten books. The first book was Butter Witch. <laughs> oh no, I'm on the third book. The second book was Treasure Witch, and now I am on the third, which is Hidden Witch. Okay. And nice. um, I'll have to yeah. add that to my list. I really enjoy it. <laughs> it's a family of witches in like modern times and they all live together in this mansion that's falling apart and it's it's funny. They live in a very small town where everyone knows everything that's happening, but they try and keep it all under wraps while, like, dealing mm-hmm. with everyday stuff as well as, like, solving murders and arsonists and stuff like that. 
Nice. It's cool. All right, cool. Oh, oh wait, before <laughs> you close this out. Um, okay. When I was researching mermaids, I found this thing. Um, they was talking about a mermaid sighting and how the town's tourism board was going or supposedly is going to give a million dollar reward for the first person to photograph the creature. Oh, I saw that too. That'd be so cool. A million dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even if it is real, they'll have that money from the tourism to mm-hmm. give to somebody. So, that and that so was, cool. it would. So this is from LiveScience.com, and it's mermaid sightings claimed in Israel by Benjamin Radford. And it says one of the first people to see the mermaid, Shlomo Cohen, said, quote, I was with friends when suddenly we saw a woman laying on the sand in a weird way. At first, I thought she was just another sunbather. But when we approached her, she jumped into the water and disappeared. We were all in shock because we saw she had a tail, end quote. Nice. Yeah. So I would love um, to get a million dollars for photographing a mermaid, but also I wouldn't want to because I wouldn't want, if like mermaids are real, I don't want them to be fucking hunted, you know, like uh, let them live their life, man. I don't either. So I'm not even going to really give the name here of the the town. Mm-hmm. If someone's that interested, they could, uh, they can research it. Yeah. I was like, when I, when I think about it, it's like if I had the a very amazing luck to actually see slash meet a real life mermaid, that is not something I would actually want to broadcast. Absolutely I guess. not. I wouldn't either. Cause I mean, cause you think about it, like people are just going to go wild either. A, they'll think you're crazy, but whatever, you know, I would be more concerned about the people who would believe me and try to disrupt right. not only the mermaids ecosystem and livelihood, but like all the other just sea creatures, nature just, in general. Yeah that yeah. it would affect which is kind of the same thing for like the the kraken you know like mm-hmm. there's a reason why it's out there and living and you don't need to mess with it yeah exactly so you know maybe it's like a whole conspiracy that does exist but like loki doesn't so we don't disturb disturb well, you know the but. giant and the colossal absolutely freaking exist and so thinking about how long those suckers are, <laughs> suckers, they have suckers on their tentacles. <laughs> Think about this. Okay. So the colossal squid can get up to 33 feet. And I I did actually read that people think that they could get much bigger and that some people have even seen bigger. Um, But, you know, I stick to scientific articles while I can so that's what I got but think about this a pirate ship is usually less than 100 feet long and Mm -hmm. and they're not more than 150 feet long um yes I actually looked that up (laughs) and these things are 33 plus feet long think of how big that seemed to them Somebody, yeah, people that had yeah, never seen true. anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, okay, well, I've been on a cruise ship before. What if I was on a cruise and I saw one of these guys? What would I think? Well, a cruise ship is a thousand 
average a thousand feet long, so much more massive than these other ships that were out on sea seeing these creatures. Much more massive. So the ships that were out there seeing these creatures back in the day, the these sea creatures seemed much larger to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so it makes sense. But I'm still in the mindset that there's got to be bigger ones out there that we just haven't seen yet. With oh, how, yeah. with I mean, even all the the scientific studies I've read, every single one of them mentioned how we know very, very little about them. So that just makes me think there's got to be bigger out there that we just don't know yet. I mean, like we said at the beginning, there's a much larger percentage of unexplored ocean than there is explored. Mm-hmm. So now the next time I go on a cruise ship, I'm going to be looking for the Kraken. I'm going on a cruise in October, so. Well, but I'm hoping I don't ever see the Kraken, and I'm hope you do, I hope you don't either. Yeah, maybe I hope to see a mermaid. How about that? Yes, let's or hope for that. dolphins. No sirens, no Krakens. Let's stick to mermaids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. If you enjoyed tonight's show, go ahead and hit the like button and do one better. Hit subscribe. We would definitely really appreciate it. And as yes. always, if you have any stories of your own pertaining to the contents of this episode or any other episode or just anything interesting in general, um, email it to us. Yeah. Emails. Yeah. Creatures. Uh, conspiracies, anything wackadoodle, we'll take it. <laughs> Definitely. And remember that email is witchinandwining at gmail.com. That is W-I-T-C-H-N-A-N-D-W-I-N-E-N at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, Witchin and Winin, W-I-T-C-H-N. And symbol, W-I-N-E-N, on Facebook. We post photos that pertain to, or other information that pertains to our stories that we share here. So check it out on our Facebook page. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Wrong.